Hello and welcome to Soap Secrets, the podcast where all of us soap lovers get to get the gossip, really, um, because we have our two amazing experts with us again today. We have Claire Ruck and Victoria Wilson here to talk about all of the news on the upcoming soaps and everything we need to know. So, starting with Victoria, can we talk about Holby? Because... Um, there's this whole kind of Lucky storyline, isn't there, at the moment? And Max is horrified by the arrival of Lucky. Um, a kind of an unwelcome blast, I suppose, from, from the past. What, what's going on between the two of them? OK, so you could basically call this episode Max's unlucky day. Um, <laughs> so she's obviously, so you've got Max, Holby's acting CEO, played by the wonderful Joe Martin. She's She's got enough on her plate at the moment trying to run a hospital in the middle of a pandemic. So the last thing she needs is, is an unwelcome face from her yeah. past turning up. Um so she's horrified when she lays eyes. She basically lays eyes on Max. Um, I think there's an exchange. They're going into a lift, and that's the sort of first time they meet. Um, so she's the hospital's lucky is the new the hospital's new mental health nurse, Lucky Simpson. Um, she's played by Vanita Rishi, who will be uh, familiar to soap fans because she played Doctors Jazz Keller. Um, so there's a, mm. there's, a, there's a real familiar soap face on the wards. Um, so. Um, Basically, Max gives Lucky a really frosty welcome, and, it, and it's obvious from the outset that these two women have a lot of history. Um, they talk, and Max makes it clear that, that Lucky... It, um, she makes it clear, Lucky sort of says, oh, well, we're going to be working together. And she says, we're not going to be working together. You'll be working for me in the hospital that I run. Um, makes it clear, Max makes it clear from the outset, you know, that, that this is not going to be a good union. Um, and, and that's quite remarkable, really, that she runs Holby because we discover that Lucky apparently once tried to ruin her career. Um, we mm. don't find out what, what the deal is with them at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's despite Fletch. He's, he's, he's very switched on as our Fletch. Um, he, he spots the tension between the two women and tries to press Lucky for information. Uh, but she- do, we, do we find out, though? And we are actually, I mean, how quickly are we going to find out? Are we going to know exactly what went on between the two of them? Well, she assures him she does not gossip, but um, events come to a head when uh, Lucky, they're, they're on AAU and she sort of sees Max fly off the handle at a patient. She takes her aside for the for a chat and the real reason behind their past fallout is finally revealed now you'll have to watch out to find out the details i'm not going to give everything away um but we can say that's not okay you need to tell us (laughs) no no you have to watch it what i can say though is to add to the drama um we've obviously got uh, max's son louis on the ward and max discovers as they're talking that lucky's actually been in touch with her transgender son and gave him advice about his transition all the while max thought he was dead so safe to say it's it's all quite confusing isn't it actually (laughs) it's safe to say that that for max is definitely the straw that sort of breaks the camel's back she literally explodes and she's like i want you out of this hospital i mean she is fizzing great performance there from joe martin um yeah i mean for max she's already she we're seeing on the side she's she's really struggling to sort of as i say run the, the, the hospital in the pandemic and the financial burden of keeping holby's doors open you know we see her at one point paying for like vital supplies and staff with our own money it's that bad oh, that's so um, awful so she she wants lucky to resign or she'll sack her but lucky makes it clear she's not going anywhere so i think we can expect to see many more fireworks between these it's two. gonna be a bumpy road yeah. ahead isn't it yeah absolutely 
And of course, we've got the whole kind of relationship um, storyline between Kian and Jack. You know, it's hanging in the balance. Yeah. What's he going to do? Can you tell us? Right. Well, um, for me personally, I I love the storyline. Jack and and Kian. Uh, Jack's always been a hobby favourite, but Kian's really come into his own as as a really great character. And and this, it's interesting what's been happening between them this whole year, really. Right. So uh, Jack Naylor, played by the always brilliant Rosie Marcel, is um, she's been working day and night to uncover what's wrong with her old friend Clayton, who we've discovered is is the guy she met when she was in the. Um, psychiatric unit last year um, when she had a mental breakdown um, in an effort to help her because he's always chivalrous Archean, um, he enlists the help of the new junior doctors to come up with a diagnosis and there's a whole lot of fun and games that goes on there um, but in in the main um, Jack she, they, they, she finds out what's wrong and saves Clayton's life and he reveals he still holds a talk for her he says he can't leave the hospital oh. without yeah he, he says he can't leave without sort of letting her know how he feels and there was clearly a bond between them I mean we, we know Jack she, she doesn't really like anybody but there's clearly <laughs> there's clearly something going on between these two characters so uh, she, she's you know she thinks it's she clearly thinks it's, it's a sweet gesture but she bursts his bubble when she explains that she's actually with someone she says he's kind uh, you know and, and she knows he'd never Never do anything to hurt her, um, which is obviously Kian. Um, now Jack knows about Kian's past um, addiction to painkillers. They've talked about it. Uh, they've carried on mutually with their relationship, regardless. Um, she because she really thinks it was a blip and it's all behind him. However, she is completely unaware that he is still secretly popping pills behind her back. Mm. Um, so as we know characters in Soapland always get rumbled and who better to catch Kian in the act than the man who wants his woman so that's what happens Mm. this week Um, we love Jack, we love Kian a good person who at the moment is just making some bad decisions so the arrival of Clayton has really created it's created uh, for, for, for a viewer, it really, really creates a really interesting dynamic. He's a great character, um, and we'll be in- really interested to see how this all plays out. Mm, I mean, Holby seems to be faring pretty well during this pandemic oh. in terms of, you know, we had this big break, didn't we? But they've come back with quite a big bang, I'd say. Yeah. And the storyline, storylines are strong. Yeah, I, I I really think so. And I guess there was obviously the concern, um, which we've spoken about before, the fact that, that the episodes are that much shorter. But the drama doesn't let up, if, if anything... I, I, I don't know, it makes it more... It's more concentrated yeah, in a way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I've, I've been finding that there, there's maybe a bit more of an impact because it, it, they're, they're sort of telling the same story just in a tighter time frame and I think it actually, yeah, I think it actually works. I think it does work and, and also this kind of lockdown that we're, we're in at the moment is not quite as draconian as the last one, no. is it? So it's sort of, it feels like things are still continuing in you know they're able to continue doing what they're doing i think yeah. which is re- really helpful because to have another break would be really hard i think yeah. for everybody yeah. <laughs> us viewers particularly uh, exactly they they do seem to be coping well and and if you really really watch closely you can see um people being very socially distant and and what have mm. you but it's it is very much business as usual and they're, they're not sort of focusing too much on COVID because nobody wants that, I don't think. It's a hard no. drama, but people want to watch it for a bit of escapism. So they're very much just yeah. focusing on, on the on the 
specific stories and specific characters yeah. and, and it's really working well at the moment i'm really enjoying it no it really it really is well th- thank you ever so much for uh joining us today again and i'm looking forward to next week hopefully you'll be back next week to t- tell us some more but uh moving over to uh claire um shall we talk emmerdale because um flirty al and priya get engaged i know i know isn't that great so we saw we saw al he is very flirty we saw him flirting with Chaz, didn't we about three yeah, weeks we did. ago <clears throat> and it's very uh, he, whirlwind this isn't it? <laughs> it so he has been dating priya for some time you know priya's priya's i mean she really suits al because priya is just stunning looking she is just absolutely gorgeous and uh, she's also a single mom she's got little amber um and uh, so for her marriage is a big priority she wants stability in her life she wants she she wants a man that's going to love her and be a father to her to her to her little daughter um but you know has she picked the right guy in in flirty owl that's uh, the problem he does i mean he's he's not exactly your sort of mr dependable is he i mean that's the problem here no, I wouldn't say he's Mr. Dependable. Um, and she, she's the one that, that's, um, that, that actually proposes first. So it's not like he says, hey, marry me. I've got this, produces this ring and does a big show in front of everybody. She says, marry me. And he sort of goes, woo, um, no, no, I'm not re- really looking for marriage again. And then she says, she, she explains to him exactly what marriage means to her and it obviously means a huge deal otherwise she wouldn't have proposed and he has a think about things and so then he proposes back after turning her down and of course you know Priya squeals and accepts so um but and we know he has an, an eye for the ladies and uh, so when when we see him sneaking off to make a private call are we surprised and just who is the lady? This is just really sad, though, isn't it? Because he's gone and done the right thing. For, well, it, it, hopefully the right thing for Priya, but also the right thing for him. And then, then he goes off sneaking off straight away. I mean, it's not exactly uh, showing us that this is going to last, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, not at just, all. If, you get, if you're wondering already, sort of, you know, within minutes of asking someone to marry you, there's a problem. <laughs> just and, saying i'm not a relationship counselor or anything but no, just, i know <laughs> he shouldn't really have done it he should have been he should have been up front with her turned her proposal down as he did and stepped away from it and said mm. you know and you know like so his son ellis um and ellis's half-brother billy they both know what 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 al is like and billy actually says to his brother you know so how long is it going to take him to break priya's heart and if you know if someone's saying that and you've just got engaged do you want to step you back know. from it yeah you do um it doesn't get much better elsewhere though in the dales does it because it's a it's a pretty bad week uh for dawn it is it is so dawn's been in dawn's been in freefall ever since um she she murdered malone that horrible policeman who was who was threatening her and um tried to kill her by make by making her take a drug overdose because she's a for, she's a reformed drug abuser and also a reformed sex worker but actually she's she's had to go back onto onto the streets because and she's she's pushing everybody away at the moment um because she doesn't want them caught up in 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 her killing malone it's 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 just awful she's 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 actually massively in love with billy but she slept with his brother ellis so that billy would (laughs) dump her and never go near her again 
Oh, God. It's, honestly, this is exactly what they do in Say World, how they think that this is, yeah, I'll do that, and that will mean that. And then it just doesn't work, does it? No, <laughs> no. So, so, so yes, so B- Billy did go, oh, you've slept with my brother. I don't think I can handle that. Um, mm. And they split up. And, and then um, she, so now she's, she's, she's back working on the streets again. A former client got in contact. She needed the money. So, so you know, so she's really in a really bad place. And I think it's yeah. only, this is only going to get worse. Um, and, um, you know, Billy sees her. He's still in love with her. She's in love with him. And uh, he he sees how upset she is, and he says, "Is everything all right? Um, will she crumble, crumble and tell him that she killed Malone? Because that's a big secret. It's a big secret. And as we know in Soapland, again, that there's nearly always more than one person that knows these things. And once the other person knows, well, there's yes. no keeping the secret, is there? No. <laughs> well, you know, her and Harriet, who's kind of like a stepmother to her, um, you know, the vicar. She they did bury Malone, so. You know, mm. there's a vicar's in, involved in covering up a murder. That's a new one. That is that <laughs> is going to another level, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't bring that um, up, does she, in her sermons? <laughs> yeah. Please forgive me every Sunday. Um, EastEnders. Okay, so um, Mick, was really, it's a sad storyline, this, because we're just seeing him in freefall, really, at the moment, aren't we? Yes, we are. So, so this former care worker, Katie, she's just manipulative and really messing with with his head. So, so we remember that you know the lovely Frankie came in um, and said to Mick that he was her father, um, and you know this was a bit of a shock to Mick. And then um, Katie came, Katie Frankie's mother came into the square, and uh, you know she she's playing mind games with him because she said she said no, we never had own affair and, and you're not Frankie's dad um and Mick's going oh it's not quite how I remember I remember this um and um Katie sort of she says to him well you know you were you were a young boy at the time maybe you had maybe you had um fantasies about me and somewhere along the line these fantasies became a memory that you think is real so she's really manipulative um you she's know, an awful person I mean especially because he was a child really you know it's easy to kind of blur memories and make people question themselves at the best of times isn't it yeah absolutely terrible yeah no and and then making him question you know that it even happened in the first place yeah the problem is though is that we're going to see him distancing himself from Linda well every anybody that knows me will know that I don't want that to happen um and that you know this is kind of um this is another sad storyline for them as a couple, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because it is, he, he's, he's not talking to Linda. He's not talking to anybody. He's not talking to his mother. He's not talking to his sister, Tina, who perhaps might understand it a bit more because, you know, like she, you know, Katie was also her, 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 her care worker. And Linda's pulling away and veering towards Max. So it's, it's, just, mm. it's, just, it's, just, it's just a mess. It's a real mess, but I suppose in a way, because, you know, obviously mental health is something that we're all talking about, um, you know, which is a good thing. Um, and I think Mick, who's played by Danny Dyer, has given an interview recently where he talks says that men really do need to talk about mental health too. It's not just women, you know, so it's really important that everybody talks about mental health. And I suppose this is EastEnders tackling a very sort of uh, current topic, I suppose. Yes, yeah, they are, and also I think they've taken um, they've taken 
this one differently because normally when you have when when they do abuse storylines it's if it's a if it's a if it's a boy it's generally they they sometimes or mostly do it as a male abusing yeah. the, the, the boy but actually you, you don't often have a female you know in a in a in a soap abusing it's a, it's a, a brave so, storyline but yeah. it's an incredibly good one because it absolutely happens and yeah. i think that uh again you know these soaps they sort of they like to be the first at doing something and eastenders really i, I think they're doing it incredibly well actually to be honest yes yes um gray um has a bit of a run and does run it run in run in with kirat um who kind of thinks there's something not quite right with Chantel's death as well this week Yes, so I, I just wanted to bring the the, the grey one back up to the surface again because that's gone to the back burner. But it has. You know, it has. You know, he killed Chantel, plain and simple. Yeah. We all saw it. Shocking When's he going to get found out, Claire? Well, Surely. I don't, <laughs> I don't Surely think so. it's it's not in this. It certainly isn't in this episode. Um, and and uh, this one is still going to run. But I do think we do need to bring it up to the top. So at the moment, he is walking around the square like he's got away with it. Um, right. But Kirat, of course, knows knows something is really not right with Chantel's death. Um, and uh, so th- this week, you know, he has a run in with him, and Whitney sees sees this, and of course, to Whitney Gray is her hero. He got her off of um, off of her murder charge, or you know, you know, in court, found her, she was found not guilty, um, and uh, so so his she is an abused woman as well. So she just she doesn't see the bad qualities in him. Mm. That's the problem here, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You know, you're going to see her trying to stand for somebody who's inherently quite a just horrible human being. Yeah. And I think that dynamic's quite good in the soap. Um, he, reassure, he reassures her that he is a nice guy. Um, so so where is this relationship going? You know, Grey is, is, is an abuser who killed his wife and... You know, Paul Whitney is an abused woman, so it's it's an interesting. Oh, we're not making, thing. not putting two and two together, making five. We're not, we're not going to see a relationship happening there. Are we? I don't think so. No, I, I don't think that there's okay. a relationship okay. brewing. But I was just, you know, it, it's just um, she is she she's defending him at the moment. Yeah, well, she I guess she will, like you say. She, you know, he's her hero, and she doesn't yeah. know she doesn't know what he's truly about, and that no. and, you know, he's done a fairly good cover up on all of that. Um, okay, so over to Hollyoaks, the ever-explosive Hollyoaks. Um, has Toby killed again? That's a good Do question, so? isn't it? Do <laughs> we think so? <laughs> <laughs> so we can, last week we saw Toby and Celeste um, battling to protect their, you know, the, the secret that, they, that they've killed because um, they moved Lisa's body from the hotel hiding place. But then Michael... Mitchell walks in oh, Michael sorry then Mitchell walks into the garage yeah as Toby as Toby is in there so so what what exactly has Mitchell caught Toby doing yeah mm. that's a very interesting thing so we all know that Toby really doesn't like Mitchell and he, in fact when he killed Lisa he was actually aiming to kill Mitchell so so the fact that Mitchell's still still walking around you know several months later is I think quite amazing um so what exactly did Mitchell see and now Mitchell is missing and Toby knows where he is but the question is is he alive or is he six feet under Mm. and he always summons sort of Celeste to help him clear up this 
mess that he makes each time, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. They're very, very tight, those two. So they, they are a triplets. So, so they were brought up together, Toby and Celeste, and Mitchell was brought up by, by their um, biological parents. And um, so, so, there's, so there is this chasm between the, two, between the two of them and the single that really, you know, is, is not... Is, is no way... that They're just not healing in any way, shape or form. And no. certainly... Toby doesn't have any 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 loving thoughts towards his brother. No, well, no, I can see that. And um, your favourite storyline, yes. um, Edward. I know that you absolutely love the character Edward. Um, I do. He's continuing. To, oh, he's just oh, is is a good he is a good character. I would agree. Um, but he's continuing to mould um, Diane into this kind of new woman, I suppose. And he and he sets Tony up on a on a blind date to try and get him out of Diane's life for good. But I mean. Surely she can escape Edward at some point. I mean, again, another one who's walking around just doing awful things and not getting found out. Yeah, I would really hope that Diane and uh, Tony will get back together. And I think that's what the fans want. I certainly want that. But, you know, he's so manipulative. And yes, you know, he is changing Diane from who she is into someone completely different. So he has got total control over her. He's making her into his puppet. It's very, very interesting to watch. There's a lot of manipulation in the soaps at the moment, isn't it? Just this morning we're talking about different people manipulating other people. It's, you know, when you watch it happening, you can see how easy it almost is to do. Um, yeah. it's, it's terrifying, actually, and you kind of wonder how often this is happening kind of the world over. Anyway, yes. That's a, that's a bigger story. <laughs> well, poor Diane, <laughs> of course, was she, was she was ripe for that because, you know, Tony had gone missing. You know, we know he was, we know now he was being held hostage by Breeder, but she didn't know where he was and... She was she was a single mother at that point, looking after the two kids because her husband had disappeared. It was she was right for um, and she, you know for her father in law to come in. Mm. I mean, you you would trust your father in law when you were in that situation, wouldn't you? Of course, you would absolutely. But uh, Edward's not not the father in law to uh, to trust, really, is he? No. <laughs> now we've left this one to the last because yep. Coronation Street has. <laughs> A massive storyline this week, and it's an incredibly, incredibly sad one. Um, we've been talking for a few weeks now um, about the storyline of, of little Oliver, who's really, really unwell, and how Leanne's been fighting through the courts um, to try and keep him alive, and to try. She believes that you know uh, uh, there will be something that can help him, even if there isn't something now, and just to keep him alive. Which, frankly, I think many, many parents the world over would do. But she, this week. We see that we see that storyline come to an end, really, don't we? Yes, we do. So, so last week they lost they lost the they lost the they lost the hearing. Yeah. She wants to appeal. She's um, she's as soon as they lost it, she was straight on there. I want to appeal. I want to appeal. She's in a an ex, in in a really bad place, and um, she 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 cannot accept the situation really in front of her. And we have seen we have seen Steve has moved into a different direction from Leanne and he has it, he has moved on um and you can you can understand why she hasn't she wants to give her son every fighting chance um of course she does and i i suppose it's so difficult because she just wants her boy to live and steve's seeing he's looking in and seeing he's really suffering and yeah. it's not even as though he's on a life support machine and that nothing else is happening he's He's still having medical emergencies, isn't he, while he's yeah. on that life support machine? And yes. and Steve is struggling with that. 
Yes, he is. So he's having he, he's he's had several medical emergencies, and this week, of course, he arrests. And uh, this is this is it's just awful, you know. This poor little boy's arresting the medical team, bringing back, but. You know, it's not without... It, it takes a lot out of this little boy. He's very, very, very sick. And at this point, you know, Steve sees his son's suffering and he, he implores Leanne to, 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 to end this, this suffering and to, to, to give him some, some dignity. And mm. at this point, I think, um, Leanne, Leanne, she comes to terms with with it. I think perhaps the, the arrest is is really rather shocking, and she comes to terms with his suffering and knows perhaps that it, that they have reached the point where it is time to say goodbye. Yeah, I mean it's just so awful, and I and I can imagine you know, as a parent thinking, what well, what if the the medical miracle that we need is is invented tomorrow you can imagine all those thoughts going around your mind your head can't you thinking if I just kept him alive then you know yeah. uh, this I, I could have saved him I could th- there's something out there now but in reality she's seeing the devastation it's causing for him and yeah really yes. very yeah. very very sad episode um this week or they sad week there won't be a dry eye in the house because you know she comes to terms with it um and the scenes are so emotional. She goes home and she gets his favourite pyjamas. Oh. And, um, and her and Steve sing, sing, that, sing him to sleep the last time. Yeah, that's just... Uh, um, it's just unbelievable. There will not be a, a dry no. eye in the house. And, I mean, I can't even watch a baby crying on these soaps without crying, so no. I know where I'm going to be. Yes. Yes, well, I think... Can I just say one one last thing? Let's end on a happier note, yes. um, rather than that, which is which is really really sad, really yeah. sad. Um, is is this next um, in a couple of weeks' time? It's it's the sixtieth anniversary. But um, the Guinness Book of Records has um, presented uh, Coronation Street with a certificate confirming that it remains the longest running TV soap opera in the world. Ah, oh, congratulations! That's amazing. And also William Roach, who plays Ken, um, he gets one because he's the longest serving TV soap star in the world. He really is quite incredible, isn't he? I mean, yeah. honestly, he's barely changed. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. That Oh, yeah. They, they thoroughly well deserved. Yes. He, he started off as a Jack the Lad and now he's a national treasure. He really is, isn't he? It's absolutely amazing. I think I read an interview with him this week saying something about how... He still he's so he feels fit as a fiddle and you know would carry on till he was a hundred. I think God, good for you. That's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Lovely. Thank you very much, um, Claire, and thank you, Victoria, too. It's been another absolutely bumper week. I'm sure you'll all agree. Um, we'll be back next week um, with lots more gossip. So please do join us. And if you like what we're talking about, then please do subscribe. Please do subscribe because we'd absolutely love to have you joining us again next time. <laughs>